From Upstate Medical University, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. You may have heard that fiber is an important component of your diet. Here to explain why and to help us learn how to eat the right kinds and amounts of fiber is registered dietitian nutritionist Maureen Franklin from the Upstate Jocelyn Diabetes Center. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having Appreciate me. Appreciate it. So let's begin with a definition of fiber. Okay, so fiber, the fiber that I'm talking about is the dietary carbohydrate found in plant foods, and that's an important thing in terms of your plant-based foods. Unlike other carbohydrates, it can't be readily digested, and it passes through your GI system, okay, and basically out of your body. So we're talking about the fiber that's in your plant-based foods, which Fru- is an Fruits important, and vegetables, Fruits both? and vegetables, dried peas and beans, those okay. kinds. Um, and is this uh, what we also heard called roughage? Yes, roughage, bulk. It used to be called a long time ago. People used to say, I need more bulk in my diet. Basically, they were talking fiber. Okay. And uh, there's different types of fiber, right? Yes. So fiber, the two, the, the way it makes it up is there's one is soluble fiber, okay? And basically what that is, it dis- it's a type of fiber. It dissolves in water to form like a gel, and then that's broken down in your large intestine. The other one is insoluble, meaning it doesn't dissolve in water, and that's the one that passes through your GI system, and as, as they say, relatively intact, meaning that it it just moves through your GI system. So each fiber type of fiber has a different benefit to it. So can you give me some examples of um, some foods that are soluble and some foods that are insoluble? Okay. Some of the soluble are things like your dried peas and beans, your fruits, oats, nuts, seeds, vegetables. You're going to see that they're in both groups sometimes too because then insoluble types, whole wheat flour, wheat bran, nuts again, whole grains, and vegetables. So some of them have both insoluble and insoluble. They all have a little blend. Some might have more soluble versus more insoluble. So are there just are there different vegetables that these vegetables are soluble and these are insoluble? No, it's more like they all have good they have fiber components and they that have are... components that. Okay. And that's where, you know, you don't really want to get into like, am I eating this much insoluble versus this much soluble? You really want to look at, am I getting some fiber in my diet? How much fiber am I getting in my diet? And I think that's that's the, one of the take-home messages I want for people. You just really want to look at, am I getting more fiber in my diet? Don't get caught up in insoluble versus soluble. Don't get caught up in what type and how, you know, which food it's coming from. Really look at plant-based because that's where you look at it. When we look at all things, we're talking about whole wheat. We're talking about vegetables. We're talking about nuts, seeds, very good fiber things. So all, all fiber is basically good. If- that's an important component. Try to get more fiber in your diet because typically, as Americans, we don't get enough. Because a lot of times when we look at a food label, we're trying to make sure there's not too much, um, whatever, sodium or sugar or whatever. Mm-hmm. But on the fiber, on the food label, you, you want as much as you can. Yes, definitely. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about what fiber does for our bodies. Okay. So the soluble type, all right, is the one that may help lower your blood cholesterol. Because the idea is it can slow you digestion rates slow the rate at which the nutrients are absorbed and it might also help control blood glucose levels all right as you i'm saying may because again lots of studies different things we can't come out and say yes this does it but soluble fiber when you think about what does fiber do it helps fill you up all right it can also aid in terms of making you feel more full and satisfied it's the difference between eating an apple with the skin on it and crunching versus applesauce Skin's gone, everything's broken down in terms of it. So the soluble fiber, definitely a benefit. Insoluble is the type of fiber that is more related to bowel movements, GI function. 
It's basically going through your system, helping your system. Um, it can possibly improve blood sugar control or cholesterol levels, but the insoluble is one we look more towards bowel regularity. Okay, so um, benefits from from both. Both. Mm -hmm. Now, when it struck me when you mentioned um, it, it slows the digestion so that nutrition is better absorbed by the body. Mm -hmm. Does it is it important to eat fiber with other nutritious foods to help boost your body's ability to take the nutrition out of the foods? Um, I don't know. I, probably. I just think it's important just to look at: Am I getting overall? Am I getting good nutrition? So. That's a great point. I don't want people just to say, well, I'm just eating all fiber because you don't want to just get all fiber. You want to get some good vitamin A, some good vitamin C, some, you know, other types of nutrients in there. So I think it's, again, looking at the whole picture. I think okay. that's an important key. What about, are there supplements that can achieve this if you have yeah, trouble? There are supplements. Um, again, as a dietitian, I'm always going to lean towards food first in terms of it. And my question would be, why would you want to take a pill when you can eat delicious food? Um, so look at what you're doing. Is there very easy ways of getting fiber in your diet? I think all too often we, we just want to take that pill. We want to take the pill for the vitamins. We want to take the pill for this. We want to do this. Look towards your plant base. We have a great variety in our, in, in our area, local food markets, you know, everything in terms of our market. So to me, it's look towards your food first. If you have to go to a supplement, I think you need to check with your doctor, your, your health care provider. Why do you think you need supplements? Do you, do you have a GI problem? Are you having problems with constipation? Have you tried fiber in your diet? Um, and maybe it hasn't worked. But look first. Look towards your food first, I think. Okay. This is Upstate's Health Link on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, talking with Maureen Franklin. She's a registered dietitian nutritionist. Uh, she's here from the Upstate Jocelyn Diabetes Center. So let's talk about the recommended amounts of fiber for, I'm assuming maybe they're different for men, women, children. They are, and they're different depending on the age group. So men, 50 or younger, the recommended amount is 38 grams. For women, 50 or younger, it's 25 grams. And that's per day? That's per day. People typically, the estimate is probably get around 15 grams. So you can see we're pretty, men definitely can be pretty low in terms of their typical intake and less, women. Less than half of yeah. what's recommended. Yeah. Huh. So, I mean, that's the thing in terms of just basically looking at what am I doing on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, for men 51 or older, it's 30 grams as a recommendation. And for women 51 or older, it's 21 grams. Uh, do those carry down to children as well? Um, you know, I'm not sure of the children in terms of it. Um, but again, with kids, it's we're just trying to get more fruits and vegetables into them. And that's part of it that's, is yep. the fiber. Okay, so if you're someone who is realizing they are not getting enough fiber, they're getting less than half of what is recommended, mm -hmm. if they suddenly started eating and getting the full amount, what would they see different in they their life? They could see some issues in terms of if you're not, if you're doing fiber too fast, the recommendations are gradually introduce it into your system very slowly so your body gets used to it. Make sure you have enough fluids with it. Sometimes if you do too much fiber too fast, um, some people might experience nausea. Um, you might experience more complications uh, in terms of more constipation sometimes in terms of it. So the recommendation is give your body time to slowly get used to it and adjust to it and probably do it over like a, a good two-week period. You just don't want to like, oh, I've got, you know, whole wheat bread and I'm 
baked potato with skin and all that, because then you're going to go, whoa, a little bit Slam too your much. Body. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's not, maybe dangerous is too strong of a word, but it's not a good good idea to have right. too much. It's better to always just slowly adjust and let your body adjust and, and then get used to it. You, you mentioned um, plenty of water. Mm -hmm. Why is that important? The fluid intake, because think of it in terms of the gel-like structure. So if you're, not, if you're not giving it enough water, it's like a sponge. It needs some water in terms of it to be able to pump up and move through your system. Okay. Where if there's not enough water, you're not giving it that, that benefit that it needs. Well, let's talk about ways to boost fiber intake. Okay. Um, so I guess starting with breakfast. Breakfast. Uh, Steel-cut oats, uh, another good way in terms of increasing your fiber, uh, a more higher fiber, or the new thing is looking at a new whole grain um, in terms of getting some more fiber, a better whole grain cereal, is that time helping to boost it? Adding um, a fruit, a fresh fruit if you can, not a juice, but um, adding something like wheat bran or oat bran if you're a yogurt person, or even if you're a hot cereal person, um, just adding a little bit at a time, that can be an easy way. Now, yogurt, um, I've seen yogurts that say they have fiber in them. Is that? Yep. That's actually another category that's um, what we call now, it's a functional fiber. So companies are adding different other fiber sources. So it's probably another topic for us to discuss, but that's something people to look into. Some people might have a, a reaction to it. I know if I use some of those types of foods with fiber, it upsets my GI system a little bit. So you kind of have so to try it. You kind of have to try it and see how your body's responding to it again. Uh, and again, go slowly with it. See what your response is in terms of uh, test it with something that you know that there's you have no no issues. Okay. Or if you, if like you mentioned the fruit, you could add that into mm -hmm. your regular yogurt your regular and yogurt. then you've yeah. got some fiber you, with it. You could add some, um, you know, granola if you wanted to. But again, look at granola in terms of, you know, are you getting a good amount of fiber? Is it more just sweet and carbohydrate type sources too? Okay. Um, lunchtime ideas? Lunchtime, you know, that we go back to the basic easy things. You know, can you add some carrot sticks, celery sticks, pepper strips, those kinds of things. Um, one of my favorite lunches is I take a pepper and I put tuna fish and I make like a pepper sandwich in terms of a great way of increasing your fiber in terms of it. cold, crunchy, I love it. Um, that's an easy way. Adding soups. Now it's getting a little colder. Can you do some vegetable soups that you've made yourself and increase more fiber through those kinds of things? Whole wheat wraps, whole wheat bread, trying to increase your fiber that way. Um, you mentioned the bread. There's a big variation in the amount of fiber in the different breads, there right? There sure is. Yep. So and again, checking your label for that. Am I getting, cause just because it says a whole wheat grain or a whole grain bread, how much fiber? Am I, am I getting one gram versus three grams, or am I getting four grams in a whole wheat, which is an actual whole wheat flour bread? So how I mean how much fiber could you get in a slice of bread? Could I'd you say find... probably typically three to four probably is okay. a good serving size. Yeah, but again, if you're again. trying to add, if you're trying to get up to twenty-five or thirty-eight 20, grams, right. that's a lot of bread. Right. Right. <laughs> okay. But fruits, you know, um, you know, like a, a an apple, a pear, probably anywhere from four to five grams of fiber. Easy way to add it. You know, could I, like you said, could we add it in our yogurt? Could I add it in my cold cereal? Could I have it as a snack? Um, I think a great way for like dinner is adding more lentils, dried peas or beans, uh, barley. One of my favorites. I think because I was doing this topic, I made a beef barley stew, and then I made a quinoa um, chicken soup. And it was so easy. Instead of doing chicken noodle, I didn't do noodles. I did quinoa. I did white quinoa. And then I added chopped spinach to it. And so it has a similar texture to noodles? Mm -hmm. or? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So just instead of the noodles, 
substituting? Substitute like whole grain. Uh, I use farro in the winter. I love farro. Um, I think the quinoa, there's so many great varieties. That's another good way. We're so used to, you know, just throw some noodles. I mean, you can do whole wheat noodles, but quinoa, those kinds of things are another different take. And like a cup of barley has about six grams of fiber. So again, if you're having that and a nice filling, nice warm comfort food for you, but nutritious. Definitely. And um, you mentioned beans too. That's yes. a good source? Great source. You know, and I think we tend to think of those in a very small area. You know, we might put them in a taco once a while, or we might do something and put them on a salad. But again, those are the same things. You can roast chickpeas. You can have those as a snack, great snack. You can put all kinds of herbs or spices if you want on them. You could put them in a stew. You could put them in a casserole, put them in your salad. Those are great ways. And what a great economical source. Well, in um, some cultures, beans are a mainstay. Mainstay, of, mm -hmm. right, so. right, right. Um, and then let's also talk about snacks. Is that an is that a way that you can add fiber? If oh, definitely. Again, the things such as you know doing the uh, snack peas, uh, um, the different types of dried peas and beans. Again, roasting them, getting more of the fruits, more of the vegetables, and looking at what what am I snacking on, and can I slowly make some changes in terms of that? I think again we're going more towards plant based. The good fruits and vegetables they're easy to grab. We have to have them around. We have to have them in our house and take with us to work if we're thinking of that as a snack. Popcorn, another great snack. Good grams of fiber in terms of it. Popcorn is popcorn, high fiber? Yeah. It's what we put on popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> that could tend to make it offside of the, the nutrition bar, but so yeah, maybe popcorn's go, a great go thing. Easy on the go and easy salt. on the butter and the salt. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Right. And then again, like you mentioned, the importance of um, drinking adequate water. Good water um, intake. Washing mm -hmm. everything down nicely. Right. Definitely. Can you give me some examples of how much fiber is in um, different fruits, say a, an apple or a pear? Sure. A large pear with the skin, important thing, making sure you don't peel that skin off, has about seven grams of fiber. A cup of fresh raspberries has eight. A half of a medium avocado has approximately five grams. A half a cup of cooked black beans, about seven and a half grams. Three cups of air pop popcorn that we talked about has about 3.6 grams, and a cup of that cooked barley that I put in my soup has about six grams. Well, good information. I really appreciate you coming to talk about well, thanks this. Thanks for having me. Uh, this My guest has been Upstate Registered Dietitian Nutritionist Maureen Franklin. She's uh, at the Upstate Jocelyn Diabetes Center. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.